You still remember how to do this? I think. I, it's been so long. It's been a long time. Yeah. Hey, folks. How's it going? I know you've been wondering, where's Weekly Where Dharma? Where are they? Uh, last episode was September 6th, so I know Back it's been Back by popular long. demand. By very popular demand. So much so that it's, like, hidden. It's you true. You can't really see it. We're... We're really just waiting on sponsors. We are totally waiting on sponsors. So if, if you want to sponsor us, remember, we get a lot of listens. This is weekly download episode number unlucky 13. 13. Sad. And to this, this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, think about September. It's kind of kind of dead it is well normally they have the the apple event in september but it looks like it's being pushed back to october obviously well is it or is it going to be like in a couple weeks the the first day of fall september the 23rd that's true so yeah that's when they said that well there's the big uh icloud drop on the on the 22nd so many of you that have icloud developer accounts with data on it that's important make sure you Back that up somewhere locally before it gets dropped on the 22nd. You've just you, got two more days. If you haven't been backing up before that, you probably shouldn't be a developer. It's That's probably true. <laughs> so, our top download for this week is Windows 8. Big deal. Wish they could get more creative. You know? Oh, come on. Well, I mean, come on. They did ME. They did... Uh, I don't think 95. that Windows would ever want you to mention ME, by the way. 2000. NT. Yeah, Windows 2000. That was very creative. But here's what's creative. This uh, Metro interface. Love the Metro. I, I actually think it's going to be really cool. I haven't tried Windows 8 on my personal computer. It's been sitting on my personal computer to be installed for since the day it came out. For those of you who follow us, you've probably checked out the uh, Windows uh, new operating look. And you can see that they've called it this Metro interface with a bunch of tiles. It kind of looks like the Xbox 360 look and... Kind of has a Windows Phone kind of look to it, so they're they're clearly trying to go for this one UI kind of concept, and it seems like a pretty good idea. The but it's going to be the same look even on a tablet and on a PC. And there's been a few arguments out there that why not just make Metro tablet only, like tablet only is Metro. Right. I mean, it's kind of why I want to try it anyway to see like how it works on a PC because it looking at it it looks so designed to be used with the fingertips. Well, and the sleekness of HTML5 and the lack of, you know, needing some proprietary hardware software is a huge plus. I think that's a good direction and certainly worthwhile. I mean, a lot of other people think so too. There was a story about 500,000 people downloaded Windows 8 the first yeah, day. Yeah. I saw that big deal. Um I think that Boy Genius Report had an interesting article of uh, the day Windows 8 came out or the next day. Well, the day that the preview came out or the next day. Talking about how Apple may have talked about the post-PC era, but Windows 8 brought us to the post-PC era. Yeah. I I know how you you feel about Windows normally as an innovative standpoint, so I wanted to ask you about this on the show. I mean, is it... It's not like they brought us to the post-PC... I think the post-PC era was actually defined, if you think about it, by the iPod. Like way back then like because then we're considering digital sort of music where you don't need a pc to consume your data you can have it all in the pocket and then from there you know it just kind of escalated into smartphones then the iphone then the ipad i think if you really want to talk about post pc that is when it was but a lot of people would disagree i mean obviously pc is a pc so it has to do pc things but the tablets today don't do pc things either but i think that we're looking at with windows 8 we're looking at 
the ability to do tablet things, but the ability to also be a workhorse if needed. Well, I think that you have the same sort of mindset with OS X. I mean, with OS X in terms of baked into the iPad OS, right? Like, right. They want to be a workhorse. I mean, it's not like they market it as something that's not a workhorse. It can be a production machine as well. But, you know, you, there's, you can't settle for less than a keyboard for a lot of things. Right. But the argument I saw was that you could essentially hook it up to a dock if you needed to. And you've got, the, you've got a tablet, but almost immediately you can cross it over and you've got something that will code in Dreamweaver. Are you talking about, oh. Okay, with Windows 8. Windows 8, yeah. yeah. I mean, who codes in Dreamweaver, first of all? <laughs> Second of all. If you're going to code, you're going to have a terminal PC. I mean, that's not... To code on the tablet, that is just not going to change. Not um, not now, anyway. I mean, maybe when you put in the dock and... But then you still I'm have saying. to, like, view a browser at the same time and code. I, I don't know. I think that's kind of a moot argument at best. But when it comes to general consumption of media, yeah. I mean, definitely the Windows 8 Metro style is a new way of thinking in terms of... Windows for Microsoft, it's a new way of thinking. For everyone else, I mean, and this was something that people found out as they were listening to the demo that the other tablets out there, for everyone else, it's kind of old hat. But for Windows, you know, this is a new move. This is something exciting. This is something that enthralls people. Right. And the argument I've still seen is people are going to, because it's opened up to anyone and uh, such an open platform for manufacturers to use whatever they want. We're still going to see Core i5s where you've got a big fan on the back of these tablets and it might get a little messy. And Well, you could see Core i5s, but you also could see ARM processors. Right, right. Yeah. So and at the moment, though, we can't run it on an ARM. You can't, even though they want to. And right. I think that eventually that maybe all tablets will run ARM. I think even Apple's getting a little upset with that, with, a, with Intel and their power-consuming processors. I mean, Ivy Bridge is still not due for another two years, in the mass, you know, stream. So I think they're going to be keep, you know, keep going with their own Apple processors and then maybe Windows will jump. I mean, Microsoft will jump on that boat too. Right. Um, I guess only time will tell. As you say. Every time. So Windows 8. I, you know. I like it. Are you, so you're using it That's right now? That's what I just said didn't earlier. You, say you didn't even listen to me. No, you, you, so, but you're like using it daily or? No, no, no. I haven't actually installed it yet is what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were downloading it the I, other no, day. No, I downloaded it the other day. You didn't listen to anything I said at the beginning of the show. No, I guess you not. You never listened to I don't to really. I, I said that I have downloaded it, but I have not yet installed it. Well, let us know what you think. I will. breaking those awful NDAs. You got it. Yahoo! I tell you, that CEO was something that I never, I never even knew about this hidden gem until she, <laughs> until she quit. Well, she's been actually quite famous for sucking. Yeah, I, I know, but I mean, I never really like paid attention, I guess, until now. So the story broke uh, that from Miss Swisher on All Things D that she's gone, and all she said in a huge email to everyone on Yahoo. So he said Yahoo dash L. I don't know what their listserv is, is or whatever, but it says, To all, I'm very sad to tell you that I've been fired over the phone by Yahoo's chairman of the board. It has been my pleasure to work with you all, and I wish you all only the best going forward. Carol. See, that's such a non-Carol-like response, though. Well, because later on, you know. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uses, she uses some real choice words, but ah, uh, fired over the phone. Man. They must have not liked her. <laughs> really not liked her. So they and then and then what they did was they made the uh, chief financial officer the CEO, not the operating officer, not the VP of software. They made the financial officer 
the CEO, which just goes to show you that their real focus is to make a right. Lot it's of not money. on track to do anything innovative. <laughs> There's it's, nothing we innovative. Just want, yeah. I mean, go look at Yahoo today. Has it changed? No, it's not changed at all. It's the same thing. Well, they've got that really nice tablet, like tablet optimized site. That half the time I go to it, the links are broken. <laughs> Really? So if you're listening, Yahoo, fix the darn links. And there's more than you need to fix than just that. That's true. So, you know, it's too bad because when you had back in my day of the internet in the 1990s, it was you would go to Yahoo. That would be the place to go for right. your mail. I think once Google came out with mail, Yahoo was crushed. There, like, I can't think of the turning point other than that. And now Yahoo, that has a great mail client, still... And they have a lot of cool other features being a web portal. They just never seem to turn the ship around ever since that turning point, I think. I will admit to actually going to the website daily to check the news. Really? Because it's uh, easy to grab that front page with those rotating, uh, you know, those 38 stories. You don't stories. go to Google News. You don't use Flipboard. You I, don't I don't. I, like. You I, got an iPad and you go to Yahoo I, News, huh? Yeah, I, I do. It's, yeah, but, however, I don't check my email on Yahoo. I haven't been to the Yahoo email portal in probably five years. One thing more. I probably like is the Yahoo stocks. Yeah, I use stocks. Yeah. Yeah. But, alas, you can't win with just two good things. You have to win with everything. So what do you think? What, what's Yahoo? What do they have to do? Uh, I think that already they've made the wrong mistake in making the CFO sort of the, the CEO. If the CFO can, can understand that this is about more than just money and about innovation, maybe we can see change. Maybe they can remarket themselves as being good with mail again, being able to really do something innovative that no one's thinking about. Do I believe that they're going to do that? Absolutely not. I think there were two things that they just got crushed in, and it was first they were trying to do ads, and they had a really successful ads business for a while. But it dropped off the face of the planet. And then they tried to do it with mail, and that got crushed by Google. So really, Google has incumbency now you really can't try and compete there so what else can you spin off and do maybe they can try doing new things with search uh, social media is still an option are they doing anything there i mean they I have a so. messenger app that a lot of people are using and they have profiles and they have a bunch of games which use one profile to use all of them like you know that stuff is kind of lucrative there's some money to be made there so. rarely do i say this but i think i'm going to go ahead and go out and say it I'm going to pull it to ruin, so to speak, and oh, say this go. company is just dead in the water. Like, I don't think there's much. I, I don't think they're going to change. You don't think so? Nope. They I, can't I think, be fixed. I think that it's, I don't think, I, they can be fixed, but I don't think they're going to. Like, I think it's always going to be where it is right now for the rest of its, its life before it's so bought by it, someone. So who, and who would buy it? I, I'm just saying, before it's bought. I could see Google gobbling it up at some point, saying, eh, it's not Why worth anything. Why would Google want them? If they're not worth much anymore, they just say, yeah, we'll get rid of them. And for the patents? What, yeah, what, for the patents. We can always go back to that. Uh, well, okay, so today we found out that T-Mobile's CEO, or not CEO, actually, Chief Marketing Officer, yeah, CMO. said, we're not doing the iPhone 5. Do you think that was just bait? See, that's what I was kind of wondering as I posted that article earlier. I was like, hmm, maybe this is actually him pulling an apple and, you know, keeping things secretive, and then boom, we're just going to see this big release that... That's not very typical T-Mobile, is it? No, that's why I was saying, I mean... But he is the marketing officer, so maybe he was trying something new. So T-Mobile's dropping out. We still don't know what's going on with Sprint. Analysts say it's going to happen, but we don't know. Meanwhile, Verizon's trying to up their network capability to you know, be more suitable for a 4G iPhone 5, 
which we don't even know if it is going to be 4G. So right. assume, you know, hopefully. But, but it, Verizon is in the best place to leverage the 4G at the moment. If you think about it, it makes sense that Apple would release a 4G phone as a released phone because that's what they did with the 3G. I mean, the original right. phone was an Edge phone, and they called it the iPhone 3G. I mean, right. would you call it the iPhone 4G or the 4S? Maybe we'll go with the 4G. And maybe 4GS. the next year we'll see 4, yeah, 4GS. Yeah. Creative they are over there at so Apple. So AT&T is also trying to deploy an LTE network. So They're big spenders this weekend. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it had to happen eventually. So It was just funny. The three markets, four markets? Four markets. Four markets, yeah. I, I think that their HSPA Plus ploy to call 4G was, was kind of a mistake. Well, nobody else knew that, you know. And True. people probably thought their iPhone 4 worked with it. Probably. A lot of they... people were probably like, oh, AT&T services improved. So really, it doesn't really matter. As long as it happens in the background and, you know, other people notice it, then it's, Who cares, it's worthwhile. Yeah. It really doesn't matter at all. I mean, when you're using 3G today, is it that much of a killer? No, but all? have you played with 4G at all on Verizon? It's I have. pretty never. darn fast. Like, well, yeah. So this says promising speeds of up to 28 megabits per second. That's right. pretty impressive. As, as Engadget put it, I always like to point out funny quotes from funny places. 97% of the rest of America is still underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, so we will be here in Bloomington as well. Yes. So T-Mobile. Let's go back to T-Mobile here because... I find this interesting that someone would just come out and immediately Save. disregard themselves as a competitor in the iPhone space. So is this a bad move? Is it a good move to kind of, you know, he said we're not going to get it this year. So see, it could, could be I, next year. I could see the pluses and the minuses to this. On the one hand, maybe people would jump ship to T-Mobile thinking, well, they're going to get the iPhone at some point. I might as well go ahead and get it. And then maybe lost subscribers that way. On the other hand, they might have people who are saying... Well, I'm going to hold out and wait on the T-Mobile iPhone 5, and then I'm going to switch to T-Mobile. Who, who's holding out? I don't see anyone holding out for T-Mobile, but if you're the marketing team, you've got to think, well, someone wants to be on our network. The people who like that girl. She's pretty cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, From the T-Mobile. Yeah, commercials, yeah. Okay, and I now know. for to file some news and the worst names you can ever come up with for a company ever. They have that great rock band that's backing them on Twitter. Rock band? Who? Their Twitter hand, their Twitter handle is a rock band. Oh, it's is it a rock band or is it a guy? It might be a guy. No, but it's he a seemed guy. to be a rock. He seemed to be into heavy metal and rock. Okay, well, for those of you in the dark, let us let us go ahead and catch you up. So Netflix has decided to spin off their DVD by mail service entirely, and they've called it Quickster with case, a W I and a K S T E R. In case you didn't get this, Netflix, a company whose core idea was to mail packages, has mail these DVDs to you so you can watch movies, has spun off its mailing DVD system to a different name. A couple of notes about the name. Why not Mailflix? What that, was wrong with Mailflix? Uh, I think that's kind of a stupid name, personally. Okay, or what's wrong with um, something else, like Snailflix? Or, <laughs> Snailflix, or, that's... Or, or, or something. Come on, what is Quickster? What is that? That's not even... That has. The thing about Netflix is you get it. It's online, you're watching movies. What is Quickster? That just means to me that something fast is going to happen. And by the way, I mean, they really focused in the mail that I, the email I got from the CEO, right. the founder, who said, this is why we're doing it. 
he they focused on the fact that games are going to be the next step in this quickster service so why not okay yeah maybe that's why they didn't pick male flicks so why not something else that like male media or i know that's boring but like something a little bit more transparent to what the service is anyway aside from the name that one problem is the name that a lot of people are watching the stock tank maybe for (laughs) just the name but the name isn't trademarked by Netflix. So they didn't even bother to trademark it. And there happens to be a person on Twitter with the same handle, Quickster. And this guy is a doper. Right. And this is, this is 2011. This is not 1999. Companies, aren't, companies are, need to worry about social media and need to understand these things. Can you pull up one of the Quickster... Uh, I can't, but I mean, we have pretty bad internet. Anyway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can pull it's, it up on here though. It's it's not a huge deal. But it's just he spells the like, are so he spells funny. the word like you know shit with a Y. Like what? One of those guys. Yeah. One of those people exactly. So, yeah, it was funny because that was the first thing people looked for because you know people expect people to squat on those kind of names. But anyway, so you got a bad name. So then, so then you also suggest that the site is going to look exactly the same <laughs> nothing different okay here we go all right son you ain't gonna make me like you if you're trying to copy my name for example at quickster 2 fake ass <laughs> so he's posted a lot in the past like i mean a lot in the sense it's been seven tweets i i mean wouldn't you start tweeting if you've all of a sudden got this this huge name backing you how many followers does he have now Oh my gosh, 11,269 followers. I wish that I had handled that cool. Wow. Yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, so he's trying to, I, I think I read somewhere that he's trying to negotiate with I, Netflix, I would assume but there is no negotiation. It. Well, I mean, you can't sell Twitter handles. That's against the rules of Twitter. Oh. So he can do it under the table, maybe, but at the end of the day, it's not like a domain name. You can't do that. So, I guess that's true. So if you squat on a name, it's yours. Now, if somebody had offered him money on like on that, I would have just taken it right there because there's a lot of legal stuff to deal with, and yeah. you'd rather just get rid of what you have and take a measly amount of money. Okay, we're not talking about this anymore. <laughs> Screw the name. Anyway, the idea. You've spun off your main business, your core business, in and basically shoved it aside. I think it's shoving it aside. Right. And I think that shoving it aside and apologizing for it and lazily saying it's going to be the same all indicates that they're trying to really just get rid of DVDs. They don't care anymore. I mean, it costs money. It costs money for postage. It's free to stream. And if they can save money on the DVD postage, they can have more streaming options in HD because that's what people want. People don't want to put DVDs in the DVD player anymore. And if they do, it's going to be Blu-ray. Right. So you've got so you've got hundreds of thousands of DVDs that are sitting there, sort of dusting in the closets. And, yeah. Might as well just spin it off and take a new direction. I mean, companies have to evolve. So this idea isn't a bad idea. I just think the way that they approached it is terrible. 
Well, I, I think it was something that they didn't put any strategy into. If I had to guess... Oh, don't, uh, don't okay. say rash things like that. It just seems like, well, to no, the general there's person... there's strategy in the, in the, in the in idea. In the idea, yes. But However, it seems like the implementation was, eh, what right. are we doing? We got five minutes. Let's figure this out right before the end of a board meeting. It does seem a little odd that... It does seem sort of haphazarded, but at the same time... The idea makes sense. And, okay, how about the inclusion of games? Is that really a pull for people, given that games are also mobile? Uh, like we've talked about on the show numerous times, we're to the point now where physical media is going... I mean, physical game media is going away, too. So... I, I think that Quickster will die off at some point in the near future. Probably. I'll give it a year. Yeah, I, I think that's a fairly accurate... Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. For uh, once unless, unless, they, unless they decide to make Quickster a... Because, by the way, that's only available in the U.S. Unless they made it a more expanded it elsewhere, right? it's just going to die. Because the U.S., if anything, is the last market you would want DVDs by mail. Right. I mean, this market... Most DVD, of yeah. us have high broadband nowadays. Yeah. But I think 60 to 70% of the nation is on broadband. So, hmm. Netflix and Quickster. Okay, Google+. Plus. So when, we have to talk wait, about I this. First, I want to ask you: When is the last time you used Google Plus? I I only use it when I go to do a Google app and I look in the right corner and see something's changed. So you you do occasionally go to it? Well, only if I have a notification. If I don't have a notification, I assume it's stagnant. There's no stickiness for me to go there. My default stream is still the all stream, and therefore. I see junk by Robert Scoble or who have you that right. I've followed. Now, if I took the time to curate it a bit, I still don't think I would go there because I have Facebook and all my friends are using Facebook very actively. Right. I, I, Scoble made the argument today, I was just reading, that he thinks he's going to bet. He's still betting on Google Plus being great. And to me, nope. I, yeah, I disagree. I, I sort of disagreed, if you remember correctly, back in, in July and June when this first went into to, I mean, we're all preview. excited. You all want to drink the Kool-Aid when Google tries to do something. I mean, when Buzz came out, people were excited. When Wave came out, it was a cool idea. No one got it. Now that Google Plus has come out and finally, the reason we're bringing up the story, finally brought themselves out of a field trial and into an open beta. beta yeah. Now people can go and join it. But I wonder, I'm very curious about a few things. One, what is the stickiness of the service? How is it going to change? Two, how many people are actually going to go to Google and go, oh my gosh, now I can get a Google right. beta account? And three, what's Google going to do to market this fact? Because whenever Google comes out with something, their marketing is terrible. If you go to the website, what do you see? Search. You don't see anything about Google+. You don't see anything about mail. You don't see anything about docs or any of those sort of things. You have to figure it out. Right. So in some ways, that's the reason those things are sustainable because they're so limited in usage. They only go by word of mouth. So now Google+, Plus is just one of those apps or like a lab that's just that's going idea. to... Yeah, I think it's more of a lab. Even. It's just going to sit there. And now they've tried to do some cool things. So today they released Hangouts on the, uh, on the phone, on the Android, Android phones. Phone. But then iPhone will come out sooner or later. And then different other Hangout kind of stuff. And I thought this was cool. The extras with the docs and the and the sketch pad. And I thought the ability sharing. to I think video chat great. was kind of cool too. Well, like video the... chatting is standard. I can do that with yeah. Skype. And Facebook also has video chatting now. I wonder oh, on how the many app? people are using that. Huh? On the ramp? Uh, soon. 
I mean, come on, it's a natural evolution of. Yeah, the yeah. Thing. I just meant like I don't think they have it right now. Well, but they will. Yeah. I mean, so if you, I mean, the screen sharing is cool though. Like I, I think the coolest thing has to be the sketchpad and the screen sharing for me yeah. by far. I mean, now you don't even have to have proprietary software; you can just do it. So, anyway, <laughs> hundredth features. This is their hundredth feature that is open. That's not even. That's not a feature. I I don't know. I. I don't see it lasting. I mean, I don't see it going away necessarily, but I think it's going to be just like every other Google product that we've seen in the social media spectrum. I haven't been there since like August, if you want me to be totally upfront and honest. I mean, I've only looked at it when I have a notification and you won't have notifications unless you interact with it, the sort of paradox of the service. Right. Whereas with Facebook, if there are notifications, I still see events from other people. I still see notes from other people, and I still see what my friends, the people I actually care about, are doing. And since my friends aren't on Google+, I don't want to be on it either. There was no pull. There was no pull for me to go away from Facebook, and that's the bottom line. On the other side of social networking is Foursquare. That personal thing, I really dislike Foursquare. I think it's an awful service. Well, I think it's a little creepy, and I think that... You know, me, people knowing where I am is a little weird. But on the other hand, well, on the other hand, a billion people. Right. I mean, I'm in the minority here by far. I, yeah, I mean, you and me both. But hey, good news for Foursquare. Maybe we should at least become, one of us should become the mayor of our recording studio. Isn't that what they do with Foursquare? If you check in so many times, you become the mayor of the city. What are you, some old man who doesn't know how Foursquare works? I really, like, have never used it. I just read about it on on the Facebooks. The only reason I I really link to this, I'm not a Foursquare user. I think it's cool. I think the check-in thing is cool. I I link to this because this is the most colloquial written post I've ever seen. (laughs) A million check-ins isn't cool. You know what's cool? So last week, we passed a billion check-ins! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Because we're data nerds, we put together a video of what a week of check-ins look like. We think it's pretty, but more than that, there's some really awesome data in there. Watch it a couple times to see the patterns as the night settles over the globe, as venue categories ebb and flow on different continents, and as teeming cities wake up and fall asleep. It's even more awesome in full screen and all its <laughs> HD glory. Anyway, a billion check-ins was pretty cool. Thanks for helping us get there, and we look forward to the next quadrillion. <laughs> that's, that's clever. I like it. It's kind of cute. Well, like, it's basically, it almost sounds like they don't even care. Like, they almost expected it to happen, and it doesn't even mean anything. Whereas, like, Facebook will report every time they right. have another 100 million on the service or something like that. I kind of like Foursquare's approach to it. I Me too. It, yeah. And now, then... The argument we were talking about before we started the podcast. He saw me pull up Chrome, and he's like, are you using it? I said, I am because... It's got the full screen mode, and it sports gestures. And I always like Chrome for the little URL bar. And I have been using Safari for about a month or two and because of the full screen mode and because I'm online. And I like it. I think that Safari is great. It's just I always ended up typing a search in the URL bar. I have done that numerous times and, in the month and a half and that I've been And it just breaks. Waiting. And I... I I think that should just be a standard for the service. Like, if you're going to have a URL bar, I think that's just become the norm. Firefox and Chrome both do it. Right. So where's Safari on this? And then you have to hit the down arrow to search. Lousy. Absolutely lousy. Anyway, and Google Plus also, I mean, uh, Google Chrome. Chrome can it uses the same uh, technology that Google does when you search for something. So when you search for something on Google, 
if the first hit is the thing that if they guess right, it pre-renders it. You know, see, so that pre-rendering is mainly supported on Chrome. I think it's on Safari too, but it's not optimized in the way for Chrome is. So right. since you, if you use Google and you use Google Apps, you're going to get Chrome a fast is the better way experience. to go. Yeah, by far. So what do you think? Do you use Chrome? Or? I, I've actually been using both, especially like I told you before we started. I had the Chrome beta where they were using full screen. There were a few little bugs, a few little things here and there. Uh, I like the redone full version. I'll likely switch over permanently now that the full version is out. I was mostly just hassling you because it's what I like to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that I'm going to keep using Chrome for a while. A lot of people are kind of, you know, getting a little upset about Safari and WebKit rendering these days, too. So all the more reason why Chrome market share is just going to continue climbing. Right. The I'm only seeing. thing I liked about Safari for a while was being a mobile me user. I could sync my bookmarks, but now that iCloud's around, that's gone. So where's my motivation to even stay on Safari? So, you got anything else? I I think we're good today. Uh, well, that was relatively quick, actually. It's, are it's we going to be at the same time now on Fridays? I mean, I, I think so. I, I think our listeners are probably wondering what's going on with these well no new show this friday but next friday we're hoping to be back on schedule so this has been weekly download episode number 13 you can check us out at weeklydownload.com and you can also sponsor us by clicking on the sponsorship link and checking out more information this has been tarun and chris thanks for listening